Hello, beautiful souls. We bring you conscious content filled with empowering information. Designed to align you with the fulfilling freedom of activated awareness. I am Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. Welcome to to the the Ecstatic Ecstatic Existence Existence Podcast. Podcast. Hey, welcome back for another amazing episode of the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. You have been traveling with us now through Central Europe in parts one and two of the amazing race, European Adventure, and we're just so thrilled and grateful to be able to share not only this kind of unique backpacking experience with the kids, but also with you. You know, I think it really uh, speaks to our minimalistic lifestyle and how to communicate consciously all while having lots of fun. So we've got a great episode in store for you. Stay tuned. Here we go. Part three of the Amazing Race European Adventure. Okay, here we are. We're coming to you from a train, but we can't tell you where we're headed yet. That's going to unfold as we go. Yeah, it's Tuesday, July 19th. It's day 10. Don't mind the train noises. And we were so busy having all the fun and living our lives yesterday that we did not make a recording. And so... We're going to take you back in time. Yeah, so we're en route to our next location. And You'll so find out what that is in a moment. Merritt's making time machine noises. We're rewinding. So taking us back in time to yesterday morning. Monday the 18th. We were... Day 9. We woke up in Vienna. Yep. We went out to Schwedenplatz. We took the subway to Schwedenplatz, which is a really cool area by the Danube River that has... Uh, Lots of graffiti. Tons and tons and tons of really good caliber graffiti. It's a really neat spot. And we boarded a high-speed catamaran. What's called a hydrofoil. Hydrofoil catamaran. Twin City Liner. Yeah. From uh, Vienna to Bratislava, so we went from we went like 50 miles an hour down the Danube River from Austria to Slovakia. Yeah, it's it was beautiful. Really beautiful. And There's really all these fast. little fishing huts along the way. And one of the really cool things that we discovered there, we had watched. We'd watched this family, this man and woman, boarding the boat with their bicycles. They were all geared up. They had, like, rear tire bags and front tire bags and a child carrier and all this stuff. Oh, and they immediately stood out to me. I just thought, wow, she she had the baby on her front and the little girl, you know, trailing behind her with her... A bicycle. With a big bicycle. And she's, like, this tall, blonde really strong, really beautiful, kind of like, almost like Amazon looking woman. A bit Viking-y. She's so, yeah, and I just was like, wow, she is so strikingly beautiful and pure. Um, but she like, didn't have any makeup on or anything. No. She was very simple in her, yep. in her look. Yep, she just had some black biker shorts on and a black t-shirt, and, and yet was just, I was captivated. And they ended up sitting right in front of us, 
And after we were a little bit away down the river, I couldn't help but asking, and I started talking to him about their story. And so it was so interesting that once we got off the boat, I decided to record their story mm -hmm. and And share our with families, you. we took the pictures together, and so I have to check that out. Yeah, and our kids bonded with their little kids. It was really cute. So let's hear a little bit about their story and this amazing couple that we met. Hey! We just got off a riverboat and we are in Bratislava, Slovakia. We came up the Danube and the second we crossed the border from uh, Austria into Bratislava, it started pouring rain. rain. Yeah. Sheets and sheets of rain. <laughs> but it's sunny now. Now yeah, it's sunny. Now it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And on the boat, we met this wonderful family. A beautiful family. <laughs> Rachel and I were watching them board and they have two bicycles and all the gear. They have packs strapped to the front and the back. They have front wheel packs. They have a child carrier and they have two young children with them. Beautiful family. And so I was very inspired to talk to them and ask about their story. And it turns out that they're traveling all across Europe. So where did you leave from? Where did you start your journey from? And um, we started our journey in Berlin where we live and we took the um, night train to Freiburg. Freiburg in Breisgau. This is close by where the Danube has its spring. Mm -hmm. And then we cycled along the Danube for four weeks now. Wow. All the way through Germany, through Austria, and now to Slovakia. And it's going on to Hungary, to Croatia, Serbia. to Serbia. And then we hopefully make it to Belgrade. Yes. Oh, and then wow. fly back? No. No, we're taking the night train back to oh, Berlin. Wow. And how long of a train ride is that then? It's a two days train ride. Two days you train have ride. a stop over in Budapest. So you oh, have a whole day nice. in Budapest and then you take the night train back to Berlin. And so are you willing to share your names with us? Um, my name is Julia. My, my name is Tom. Tom. And our kids' names is Alva and Johan. Oh. And how old are your children? Alva, how old are you? Wie alt bist du? Three. <laughs> and <laughs> Johan is five months old. He, five months. he just turned five months. So, so they're cycling with... and camping with a three-year-old and a five-month-old. <laughs> and then do you have all your camping locations mapped out? Like you know where you're going to be or you just come to a place? Every morning we um, look in our map where we have all the camping destinations in yes. and um, calculate how many kilometers we can make. And if it's going to be this camping space or the next one, and um, yeah, but it's really easy because Europe is a land of campers camping. and a land of camping, Good. and everybody's doing camping here. And most of the campsites are really family friendly, so it works out really well. Cool. And how long do you cycle for each day usually? Only ride. Not very long, <laughs> <laughs> because the kids, Alba, she, the three-year-old, she's not like. She's not entertained in, in the in the child carriage for a long right. time. So right. she she makes around two hours and um, then we have a break and we have lunch and we have ice cream and we go to a <laughs> like a playground and how does she let you know she's ready to stop? <laughs> Mama, I want to get out <laughs> No, she's whining a little yeah. and then we let her stand up so she can watch everything and he's driving very slow so she can, you know, be on our level. Yeah. Because she doesn't like it, you know, sitting down, not seeing very much. And, but when she's in our level, we do like little games, you know. I don't know what it's called in English, but we, I pack my suitcase. Do you have this in English? Oh, no. In, uh, in the US? No. This is like we, like a little game or I, I see something you don't see. Oh, uh, no, we call I, it I spy. I spy. I spy. I spy. Yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> we do those little games when she's standing up and then time flies. Right. And then do you ride with him on your front 
her back? No, no, he's he, always in the. He has a separate seat for like babies. Oh, oh. yeah. Wow. Like like a hang, like a hammock. Yeah. So brother and sister can be together in the carrier. I know. Yeah, that's Brilliant. great. Sometimes so, this is a problem because <laughs> <laughs> when she's bored, she's like, dee, 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 dee. right, messing with him, like a kissing bit. him, and sometimes when she's really tired, she's hitting him. Takes a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I need to ask, how is this possible yeah. that you can take so much time as a family to to travel? Because we have the uh, luxurious uh, situation in Germany that we have parental leave for both partners, not only for the mom but also for the dad, and the dad can take at least two months off wow. of his job and get pay gets paid. Oh my god! And so we have Zero. eight and a half, <laughs> eight and a half weeks for traveling together. Oh, that's brilliant! So that's that gives some time to assimilate. But it's always in the baby time, so it's always in the first 12 months of the child. And so, so you get to choose when you go. You can, you can take it when he's only one month old, but you can also take it when the child is 12 months old. It doesn't matter. And does it have to be the nine weeks all together, or could you do like two and two and... I don't know if that works. Maybe it works. Maybe. But yeah. most people would only take it. It's very flexible. Right? And we're, it seems like most families would maybe just stay at home and like get into Rest. a routine. You two are cycling and camping actually, <laughs> all across Europe. Actually, we know a lot of people doing really, really big holidays in this time because it's a brilliant opportunity. You yeah. never ever get this again. And we have a lot of friends doing like camper tours around Canada or doing uh, train tours around Europe and so on because actually it's really easy with a baby because it, they just lay there. it's breastfeed, fat, you know, it needs nothing, right. it sleeps all the time. He's like always asleep in this thing. And um, amazing. We have this little, um, it's like a baby swing, which you can uh, fold flat, and yeah. he's in the baby swing all the time. We are on the camping side and watches us, smiles, has wow. a little toy, and that's it. And then, so are you carrying? Oh, no, it's a lot easier with the baby than with a three year old. Yes. Right. So she's running around and wants to touch everything. And no, see no, no, she's easy, but you always have to do kid stuff. Yeah. yeah. So in Vienna, we didn't go to a coffee house, we went to the zoo. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah. And then what about food? You stop at a at a market and get your food for the night, or do you carry a lot of food with you? Um, we always have lunch at a restaurant or at a nice place. This is like our fancy dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in the morning we have breakfast at the camping space. They usually have like bread and rolls Ooh, and everything over there. there. And we have wow. some jam and some peanut butter and so on with us. And in the evening we cook. Yeah. Pasta. Brilliant. Yeah. Right. We're doing a lot of pasta too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's so brilliant. Thank you for sharing your story with You're us. Welcome. And uh, I think it's really inspirational that you can do this as a family because some people have a belief that you can't travel with kids. They say, oh, we have kids now, we can't do anything. And that's yeah. just not true. Yeah, people so are amazed easy. that we're even doing this with the kids and they're old and, and easy, you know? So. And all you have to think about is how is the kids' rhythm? Yep. And then you have to adapt to this rhythm. And um, what are their, what are the things they want to do? It's right. not, it's not, a, it's not a traveling for us. Right. It's, it's somehow a traveling as a family. Yeah. And that's it. But the fun part is you get that by extension because even though you do a lot of things to cater to the young ones, sure. 
as the family, you get to just see all the sights and have your own experience too. So it's really brilliant. And it seems like as long as like we are okay, then they're okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's always like that. When I'm panning and panicking, she's right. She's like, ah! right. We just had a talk about that where she said, when I freak out, then she starts to freak out. And I'm like, well, then, then let's all stay together and then I won't freak out. <laughs> There's a saying in English is happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Everything else is okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is so true for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you all so much. We're going to part ways and both continue on our own journeys, but a uh, very inspirational story. And the same. Yeah. yeah. I like what you do. See, that's all the luggage they have. Yes. Yeah. Only one backpack. Just a backpack. Everybody carries their own stuff. This yeah. is so cool because you're so flexible. Yes. yes. You know, we had an experience on the on the trains, uh, maybe in Vienna or coming from Prague. Yeah. Coming from on the train from Prague to Vienna. People had these big suitcases that would fill the whole aisle, two of them dragging all the way around. And we just carry a little backpack. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, done. So. Yeah, it's fun. Well, let's go explore Bratislava. Awesome. Yes, thank Woo. you so much. You're welcome. So we hope that you are just as smitten with their story as we were. And uh, that, you know, inspiration can come at any moment. You never know when it's going to unfurl. Yeah, and they really were doing something unconventional and bold and brave and just heading out there and traveling with their kids. And it started pouring. It was pouring. Um, so something else that was really cool about being on the Danube is that, you know, anywhere anywhere cities, you know, popped up was usually around a, a water source like the Danube. And so there were these huge castles along the way. Some in ruins. Yeah, some were in ruins. And, uh, and it was crazy because right as we crossed the border from Austria to Slovakia, it just started like dumping rain. It was like... It was raining sideways. Sideways. And so people were like all hunkered under the, the platform when we got off the boat waiting for it to pass. And then all of a sudden the clouds broke and it was like a gorgeous, sunny, hot summer day in, in uh, Bratislava. Yeah, and then we headed out into the city of Bratislava. We walked around in Old Town Square oh, for a little statues. while. Yeah, there's some really cool, very famous statues and sculptures in Bratislava. It's a good art city. And, uh, yeah, it was really lovely. Yeah, it was super clean. The, the energy is really mellow. Um, it's got all of the old architecture and all the old feel that, that Vienna and Prague have. But With a lot less of the hustle and bustle. Yeah, yeah, it was really a sweet energy and everybody there was really kind. And then we, uh, we hailed a cab, we found a cab and got, went up to our hotel. And, and the cab driver was so cute, he was just like playing all the Euro techno and he's yeah. like this young hip guy and he's just like, why are you here? Like, why would you come here? This is so boring. And why did you come to boring Slovakia? Yeah, like, why don't you go somewhere exciting like Prague? Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, well, we were just there, but we like this. You know, the U.S. doesn't have any anything old. We're only, like, 200 years old. And so yeah, it's and cool seeing buildings that are 500 years old. And then he said he was like, oh, our big city, Bratislava, is like a Czech Wait, small village. Yeah. <laughs> first in the city, we saw, like, the side of the castle that was still there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was super cool. in the town square, in Old Town Square, they had this... Um, it, it looked, looked like a wishing well. Yeah, it looked a well. like a well that had glass over it. So we thought, oh, cool, we can go look down the old well. Well, actually, what it was is they had like built the city on to almost on top of the old city, and so you could see one of the pillars from the main gate of the and castle. And then the moat 
What year? A little bit, yeah, a little bit of the moat, and there was still water down there. What year was that? No idea. Old. Ancient. Yeah, circa old. Circa real old. <laughs> so yeah, it was like, they did a great job. It was so nice of uh, the, old, the new city, and then you just had this peekaboo into the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, like a, when we went back in time. there's one very famous statue that we encountered there that is a, a statue of a working man climbing up out of a sewer grate. Yeah, bronze. Bronze man, like climbing up and smiling out of a sewer grate. Oh my gosh, and we found the best tickets. ice cream. The ticket agent is coming by to check our tickets. We'll be right back with you. Station agent just punched our tickets. We're all good to go. Clear to the destination you don't know yet. Yeah, so we pull up, uh, our cab driver drops us off at our hotel, and we were all just like, whoa, what the heck? This hotel is crazy. Describe the hotel that you first saw, Mary. Describe it. Okay. It was lumpy and round and I don't know. And multicolored, and it looks like an abstract painting. It looks like a Kandinsky painting. Yeah. Or we, we like to call it Pee Wee's Playhouse. What did you think of the hotel, Liv? It was pretty crazy. And all the windows were different sizes. Different yeah. shapes. And all multicolored and nothing made sense and the doors were all different shapes. And we had so many balconies. And Dad and Rachel had like this upstairs room. And, uh, and what else about our room? Yeah, we had two levels. We had a loft. Yeah. And there were two balconies up there. Yeah. Yep. And was there something special about our room between your room and our room? Oh, uh, yeah. What was it? I mean, it took almost all of us to, to do it. It was so heavy. There was a crazy... Hut-hut thing. Trapdoor... <laughs> trapdoor hatch that would close off the staircase from below with this big cantilever balance weight and like a the handrail was made of yarn (laughs) yeah it was very crazy um yeah and great stairs and then the kids each had their own bed this was like the first time you had your own bed too no we did it the last place we did in vienna um great views of all our balconies we could see the castle from our balcony and the, the bathroom looked like a tile explosion. Yeah, it's like they got tile all tile, all the all the different tiles from the tile shop, like, like every random the... color: yellow, red, blue, green. And then they would Turn-wise. cut out the most intricate shapes and piece it together like puzzles. It was wild. I've never seen a place like it before in my life. It was and really crazy. And the bathroom had a balcony too. Yeah, it did. the bathroom had a little sketch balcony. So we had a, <laughs> a, a lot of space. <laughs> Yeah, the mini Um, So then we decided we wanted to, like, after we explored our hotel room that was just, like, a trip of its own, uh, we decided to get back out into the city. So we t- so we um, Googled with the MapQuest how to get from our hotel downtown. Because we'd have such good luck with all the public transport so far. And we yeah. were right across the street from a train station. And But Slovakia hasn't quite built up their public transport yet. Yeah, they have plans for a subway, but they haven't come to fruition yet. So we just thought, well, okay, we'll get out, and we'll start walking towards the train station. Well, then it, it turns out that we couldn't even get down to the train station from the way that we were walking. We would have had to have kept walking all the way down and around, and, and we didn't know even that. Even that was unclear. Even that know. was unclear. 
And so we started seeing people getting off of trains. Yeah, and like all these dudes jumped off trains and then they jumped the tracks up the wall and jumped the fence. And we were like, oh, these police were just watching them. And yeah, like, no, it seemed it. like this is what you do. So we were like, oh, okay, great. So and, we, and we, we found a around, place to get down. And there was another man that was just urinating on one of the trains. I'm like, oh, cool, that dude's pissing on the train. Right in broad daylight. <laughs> so we're like, okay, it's kind of anything goes. Yeah, we'll just we'll hop the tracks and get on over. And so we did it really safely, and we came. We had just crossed all the tracks when we ran smack face into two cops, two Slovakian police officers. That were watching everybody else do it. Yeah, and they were pissed They were at not us. happy with they us at so all. They were so mad. And they were, yeah, they were pretty, <laughs> they were pretty upset. And uh, they didn't speak English very much, or if they did, they didn't want to let on that they no, did. No, I don't think they did. Um, so it was a lot of hand gestures and mean looks and... Like, kind of grunting and yelling. Yes, and telling us, like, with hand gestures and grunting that we needed to go downstairs and there's a lot of finger wagging and, and they were actually, like, shoo, waving us away, like, shoo, get out of here. They were so mad. He, wa- <laughs> he waved me away like stink. He waved right. his hand in front of his nose at me. Mm, out of here. <clears throat> get, get out of here. here. So, Very yeah, displeased with us. We made her <laughs> ran away quickly down into the subway up the other side. Yep, we came out the front doors. And, and it was very still kind of confusing. The whole time we've been able to figure out all of our public transport needs in any except other city, except for here, it was very confusing what to do, where and to Dad go. Was like this is the one time of this whole trip that I actually don't know what to do. Right? How do we get where we want to go? And so we found a cab, and he he shooed us off too. He had he the first cab. Was like he was like no. He grunted something in Slovak and like waved us up to the next cab and then so we went to the next one and he he took us there he was really nice yeah he took us uh, to where all of our clues had led so we made our way to Blue Church which is the sweetest little church it is adorable yeah, it's it has. Blue. It's really blue. It's actually. as blue as blue can be. It's all blue. It's like blue with blue trim. All, all the details are white and blue it's and blue. It's like baby blue. It's yeah, so it's adorable. like and and so and it's like all different shades balls, of baby blue. Like little round bowl thingies. And mm-hmm. like some of the churches we visited, the cathedrals have been very intimidating and almost like ominous. Mm-hmm. This one and this was one was like just cold. like inviting and very loving and sweet. And so once we were there. We came around the corner and Merritt found the next amazing race clue. This beautiful yellow envelope. Yeah, it was a really great, a really great contrast to the against the blue church. Yep, against the blue church. And so this clue, uh, Merritt immediately opened it up and saw the picture on it, and then you started doing what? Yes, 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 yes. Screaming and jumping, and I've been waiting for this day my whole life. Yes, (laughs) I've been waiting for the whole trip. Actually, I have. You we have? haven't gone swimming the whole time. Yeah, and so the picture is of this beautiful yellow building with Huge. these pristine pools. Gigantic pools. In front of it. It looks like the pool from Life of Pi. Um, oh, yeah. And so it, this is clue number eight. It says, Bravo. You get to move forward. Bratislava Slovakia bids you farewell. The other teams are far ahead of you. However, you still have a chance to pull to the lead if you can find these coordinates and catch the fastest train. Because remember, we had a detour here. Right, and a roadblock. And a roadblock. So we got hit with all of the stuff that put us really far behind everybody. And so, um, anyway, now we're on the fastest train out of out of 
Bratislava. And it says, so here are the coordinates. It's 47.4979 degrees north and 19.0402 degrees east. If I had my history book, I could do that. Well, you have a you have a smartphone, so that should be pretty easy for you to just type that no, in. No, but really, I could work it better, and my brain could think more. Mm -hmm. So here's the clue that's on here. It says this city, the one that we're going to, is divided in half by the Danube River, and its nicknames are the Capital of Spas and the Pearl of the Danube. Once you are there, embrace the relaxation and luxury of this city by completing your mission ahead. Oh, I will. Oh, she will. <laughs> There's 13 things to check off this list, which is way less than we've had there to do in, on the last in Vienna. I think even more than that. 19. 19 in Vienna. Um, and so it's, ex it's exciting. So, so the, yeah, we had to, once we got back home and had some Wi-Fi, well, let's complete our journey yeah. through the city. So we found the clue. We found the clue. We now know that we're going to the city of spas. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, we're still inside of the... Um, we're still in Old Town, Bratislava, in front yeah, of the Blue Church. And just, yeah, just taking in all of the architecture and the energy. And um, we, you know, yesterday was the, well, the day before, what, what was the day, Liberty? The day, all National Ice Cream Day. Yeah, and so it's so funny because I've been craving ice cream all day, and I didn't even know that it was National Ice Cream Day. But it's really hard to find vegan ice cream, and so I just figured. Uh, and when Liberty told me that, I was like, "Dang, I knew it. I knew something was up. I really wanted ice cream." And uh, but it's kind of hard to find non-dairy ice cream when you're out in the world. Um, and so I thought, well, we'll just have to eat all of the vegan ice cream when we get home. Oh well. And then we start walking through Old Town Square, which is really lovely. Oh, and see the, tape. the most beautiful ice cream shop. Ice cream ever. It's like all whipped so and creamy. creamy. I mean, it looked almost like pearly. And then it's so Layered. interesting because all the, the people react in two different ways. Some of the people you ask, do you speak English? They just instantly say no, like not right. at all. And then the other people say, of course. Yes, of course. Why not? Yes, of course I, I do. So we asked the girl at the ice cream shop if she spoke English. She said, yes, of course. And then and we said, do you laugh. have any non-dairy? And she, she usually maybe we're lucky if there's like one or two options. And she said, yes, all the, ones, like lit up and all the ones that are fruit. And the dark chocolate. And the dark chocolate. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so sad we don't get to eat more of that dark chocolate ice cream. And so we each got um, a mix we, and match. We scoop. got a mix and match, and it was delicious. I got uh, mango and lemon. I got lemon and dark chocolate. I got raspberry and dark chocolate. <sighs> Winning combo. Dad yeah. got lemon and dark chocolate. I got lemon and oh dark chocolate. Oh my gosh, it was so yeah. good. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, peeps. In Slovakia, food is really affordable. It's really huge. Each so cone. Each cone was like one euro. Of this gourmet, like best ice cream I've ever had. In the world. It looks so in the world. In, in, in other spots, say in Vienna, you could expect to pay four euro for one of them. And for all of us to get one, it was four euro total. So it was a great deal. Yeah, and actually what we found out is that people come over from Vienna uh, and all over Austria to come to Slovakia because the food is so good and so cheap. Yep. So you can just come for the day, eat really great food, um, and, then go back. and then go back. And uh, and then so we have our cones and we're enjoying them in the town square. Uh, Daniel did some photospheres. We we saw this bench with another bronze sculpture of Napoleon. Uh, yep. 
And so we took a picture with him, and then we kept walking. Saw some buskers. Yeah, there was all kinds of great music happening and art and happening. The bridge. Well, and then we saw this guy who was making art that Merritt really loved. Uh, so he, where he would, uh, t- you know, he would tape the canvas onto a piece of wood, and then he would stain it with coffee, with coffee different espresso, uh, to get this really beautiful fade around. And then he would it almost looked like sepia tone. Yeah, ink. And then he would do these beautiful ink drawings that were really linear of of the buildings. But it, he said that he wanted it to be a a blend between reality and dream. Yeah. So it was a little more abstract. It almost would be reminiscent of like almost like a heart monitor if you oh, looked yeah. at it because there's yeah. all the vertical lines. From a distance, lines. it yeah. just looked like lines. Then you got up close, and you realized, oh, it's rooftops and cities. Were like, it looked like the city. It where was reflected on the water. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. He was a great guy. He had a really great attitude. He, he said the, he just loved Protestant. There was a really beautiful building in front of him that he did one of. Yep. I think he had originally come, wasn't he from he was Prague? From Prague and he's like the only person who said that he liked Bratislava. I know. He said it's just so much calmer and he had a, he was a really beautiful man. So here's the experience we had. This one artist, he said that he came from Prague and loves Bratislava way better. But everybody that we talked to from Bratislava says how much they couldn't wait to get out. They just want to leave. And they were all like, why are you here? Like, you're a tourist. Why would you come here? Out of all places. And we're like, we hear it's beautiful. And like some people are like, from Seattle? Why did you come here from Seattle? Right. (laughs) So yeah, then we uh, were hungry. We were really hungry. And looking for food and a lot of it is things that we can't really eat because a lot of it is all the meats but then and so we found a sign that said mexican, mexican food awesome. and we like, mexico. Okay. so we had some Me- chips and salsa all day it's some mexican food in bratislava and the hostess was wonderful the server was just fantastic yes she reminded you of who your friend my old friend yeah yeah, she was so sweet. We liked her style and her hair and her voice and pretty much everything about her. Yeah. She was totally funny too. She was one of the ones that when she kind of went from Seattle, she's like, "What? Why are you here? Why are you here?" And so, but it's so cute because this is something we definitely don't experience in the U.S. Uh, she would come around to each table, and as she would approach, she would say, "Have you have you eaten Mexican food before?" And I'm like, "Uh, duh, I've been there a bunch of times." And yes, so there's like Mexican food on every corner. Every single street. <laughs> So she we had to explain really what a quesadilla was to us, and, and she, like tortilla. And tacos. What, what a taco is. And then she was, yeah, she kept saying, "It's a tortilla on a tortilla," and this a quesadilla is just a tortilla, but then they fold the tortilla in half. With where the this, cheese in it. This one is a tortilla with another tortilla. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, so we told her, you know, we wanted the vegetarian food. And then as she started describing it, I was like, okay, but we also want that without cheese. We call that vegan. And she's like, oh, yes. I said, do you, you know that word? She said, oh, yes, yes. I know this word, vegan. Like, oh, hallelujah. Some people don't. And she, she like, totally picked up. She's like, what? People don't know what vegan is? Are you kidding me? I thought Slovakia was an established country. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Great service. Good food. We filled up. I got a taco salad. Yeah. Yeah, the girls got jumbo taco salads, and I got delicious uh, tacos, and it had they had the hottest hot sauce. Uh, At one point, I was almost crying because it hurt so bad. It was so good. Salsa. Yeah. And then they brought out the sausage, which was good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, then we went out. A little more and went... We kept getting, um, we saw the castle up on the hill, 
and we just kept getting drawn and drawn and drawn to it. I've noticed that happens in the cities. Like, wherever there's a castle, it just, like, sucks us into this, like, castle vortex that happened in Prague. Remember when we crossed the bridge and we were like, we just want to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. I felt like the same thing happened. We're like, we've got to get up there. And then we saw this couple being really romantic up on the ledge by this, like, old castle turret, and they're drinking wine and probably eating cheese. and couple's goals. I mean, they just were, like, so lovely. And the sun was just setting. Oh, it was, like, the most romantic scene, and we wanted to yell to them, how do we get up there? <laughs> we didn't want to ruin their mood. But then we asked somebody. Yeah. And said, hey, do you speak English? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Of course I speak English. <laughs> and she told us the way to get up there, and we, I ended up finding out that the place is called Leopold Gate. So we went through Leopold Gate and then up the stairs up at, on the top at of At Bratislava Castle. Yeah. And you had a great view of the UFO bridge. And in Austria. So on the other side of the Danube uh, the U- is Austria, and the UFO bridge connects the, the two countries. And they don't even have any like border control or anything. It's no, it's totally just an open border. And I took a picture of Daddy by the UFO bridge, and then the moon, the moon was up. Yeah, that was a really great photo. Yeah, and there were, uh, Both of girls have great photography skills. Liberty took a bunch of photos of us doing acro yoga. Yeah. And then these, like, um, these people came up the stairs and, like, right away they saw um, Dad and Rachel doing acro yoga and they just stopped and their jaws literally like, dropped to the ground and they were just, like, talking to each other in, like, Chinese or Japanese, whatever yeah. language that they, they spoke. Chinese. Yeah, they were Chinese and then they were, like, speaking in Chinese and walking closer and closer and then they sat on this like four and a half foot ledge they were climbed up that and then they were just like taking pictures with all their expensive cameras of them and it was cool. yeah it was really a great place to be yeah and the girls were able to climb the castle wall and stand on the top and look over the edge and see the whole sunset um and daniel had to do a running jump to get up there and i had to do a all i did was put my arms climb. up and just like yeah, four seconds. <laughs> yeah, you can see all the hundreds of Austrian windmills in the distance. Yeah, it's really cool. There was a lot of them. So that was an awesome way to kind of cap up the evening, and then we yeah, watched the sunset. Walked. We just navigated on like almost out of battery Google Maps navigation, turn by turn directions to get From home. Yeah, Daniel had like eight percent to figure out how to get us home, and then it quickly went down to. Six percent and four percent, and we're like it's dark, and we have There's... no idea where we are, and we can't understand the language. So I just screenshot all our turns ahead of time. I like go yeah. through the whole trip and screenshot, screen, screenshot. But everything. then some of them we couldn't find, and we had to kind of like improvise. Yep. <laughs> and we made it. Yeah. We got home. And All so, yeah, that was a... And we got to even watch a little bit of um, Slovakian television. There was yeah, America's Funniest Home Vote videos on and then in Slovakia. Yeah. That and, was hilarious. And then there was... Um, yeah, a cute, cute show. Channel. And so we finally got a chance to get get on some Wi-Fi and research and find out where in the world we were going. No, I did it like like everybody else was still like on Facebook and everything, and I was and then then I just looked up city of Spas and then I found out it was in Budapest. So I just was like, hey everybody, we're going to Budapest. And I was like, what? Like, oh my gosh, yay! So that's currently where we're headed right yeah. now on yep. our train. Yep, we woke up this morning and we, we listened were, to Budapest. Yeah, we were pretty leisurely and we would listen to that Budapest song, which maybe we'll. Yeah, you, you. you know that one that's like, my Budapest, my You know that one? 
house in Budapest, my, my hidden treasure chest, golden grand piano, my beauty focus, me or oh, you, oh, you, oh, I leave it all. And uh, <laughs> we went the correct way to the train station through the this tunnel. Time down and around so right. as to not piss off any police officers. Or piss on any trains. Or piss on any trains. Train Which business. apparently is okay. That's okay. You can't, you can't cross the tracks but you can piss on the trains. <laughs> and um, oh my gosh. Uh, we, we got our tickets and I guess that they're just open because we said well what time does it leave? She said anytime. We could just catch any train now that we have our ticket. Yeah and the lady in the ticket booth was uh, hmm how do you say not the friendliest almost helpful she just kind of like made the purchase pushed the tickets through and there's not really much any information on the tickets it's hard to decipher yeah and so we had to re-ask and say um where do we go what time is our train and she's like kind of grumpily hands us this other uh, piece of paper and says anytime is open um so then we uh were starving because we stayed in a hotel so we didn't have our food with us or any way to cook food and uh we ended up, I just really had my heart set on a croissant, but everywhere was like kebabs and Kebab. like kebabs and kebabs. like meat sandwiches everywhere. Vegetarian salads. Yeah, and a vegetarian salad. Woo! And so we just, you know, you keep your eye on the prize and you keep envisioning what you want. I knew I wanted a um, croissant, and so we found this like exclusive croissant store where they had like every different kind possible all these mini croissants with different like chocolate or raspberry filling or lemon filling or banana filling or vanilla filling oh my gosh so good and not only that we bought a giant bag of them so we probably got like i don't know a dozen, a dozen. we probably got a dozen mini croissants with like different assorted fillings for two euro fifty cent that's like three bucks, people. <laughs> yeah, it was so cheap. We went back for more. You got a whole second bag. Plus, we had a uh, a traveling casualty. Yep, we lost one of our team members. We lost one of our important team members. And she's somebody, still not with us. Somebody who'd been with us for a long time. Since the beginning of the journey. Yeah, and actually before the journey. Even kind of started. devastating. Yeah, I really had to practice some non-attachment. Because we realized that our food bag, our collapsible food oh. bag, that still had some goods in it, was left most likely at the checkout counter of Pee Wee's Playhouse. And not only did it have our food supply, but our one reusable water bottle, and half of the team's toiletries. Our toothbrushes. And toothpaste. And the toothpaste and that and we the floss, floss, yeah. And the shampoo and the conditioner. So nothing too um, valuable, I, I don't think. Anyway, crossing our fingers. Hopefully, Could be yeah. The passports All there. stuff we can get again, I think. But you know, so it's, it is a loss. It's a loss for the team. But you and know, the water we're, bottle we're, was we're so full. far behind that we just, you know, it's like we got to just press on, going for that first place on the amazing race. Thousand. Uh, so yeah, we caught our train. We're on it. We are excited to continue to eat all these croissants and enjoy the ride. And arrive in Budapest for a swim. A swim. A swim. Swimmy. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye.
It is the conclusion of day 10. It is. It is. And since we checked in last, the last time we checked in, we were on the train headed to Budapest. Mm-hmm. Which liberty alone when they say Budapest. Which is the actual way that it's Budapest. Saying. Which actually, I don't blame her. For the first half of my life, I called it Budapest as well. And then I heard people calling it Budapest, and it sounded weird. I thought they were wrong. But <laughs> it like, turns out... were slurring or had some kind of thing going on? Yeah. So, I get it. <laughs> Budapest. Budapest. Yeah. It's like tomato-tomato. People probably know what you're talking about. So, after we checked out on the train, we uh, had an opportunity to find our own little private train compartment for a little train room. Yeah, Daniel found us the most spectacular s- and private helped. suite. And so Daniel held down the fort, and Merritt ran all the way back through all the train cars to get Liberty and I, right as the train was stopping, and so people were getting off, and people were getting on, and it was very chaotic. Trains are an interesting thing. And by the time we got back, there were two random people in our beautiful car, and uh, I got to work with intense feelings of attachment <laughs> to it being just our family's car. And I was like, why in the F are these people in our car? And I get to work with all the feelings of disappointment, of being the hero and finding the awesome thing that we wanted, but it didn't do it the right way. Yeah, so we had some a lot of nonverbal intensity happening, and we played cards through it. And then the people, sure enough, like five minutes later, got off at the next stop, and everything worked out beautifully. And we got to have a lot of fun as a family in the car together, singing songs and... Um, oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, playing, being us, it was great. Reading the mystical Kabbalah, it was all good. It was all good. And then we got to Budapest Station. Yep, and we walked about 15-20 minutes to our place, our yep. flat. About um, a mile. Where yeah. I mean, it's Europe, so it has a similar energy and a look and feel as everywhere else with the old architecture. But it is different so far. But it's t- it's definitely really different. It's it's incredible how. And Hungarian is is very different. We heard ahead of time that Hungarian is a little harder to figure out what things say. Yeah, we can't tell. Like you can kind of figure even even check. You can sometimes kind of figure out what things Mustard mean. Mustard is like mustar. Well, that is, that makes sense. But like, there's certain things, like I would not be able to pronounce apple. Or like, yeah, what a carrot is. Good luck. Apfel. Right, that's it in German. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. And what did we do? We walked around a little bit. Oh, but we got gorgeous. to our flat, and the thing is that. Uh, oh my gosh. The floors—they do that totally different here. They do the thing. So I got the Airbnb host messaged me saying that she wasn't going to be in, gave me all these directions to get into the flat. And it says, okay, it's on the second floor, and you go here, and it's this and that, and it's the red curtains, and you insert this key, and you do this thing, and there's a code, and there's like all these crazy clues and directions to solve. So I'm like, okay, second floor. And we go up to, up one flight of stairs from the ground, that would be the second floor. Okay. And one, I'm looking, two. and it kind of 
doesn't really look like what she's describing, but I'm kind of trying to make it look like she's... Well, no, it, it was a building, it was like a room with red curtains. There was red curtains. In yeah, we saw some red curtains, and we're like, hmm, okay, okay. That's kind of what she described. And so we're like lifting up the mat, and then we go to a different door and lift up the mat. And this Hungarian <laughs> grandmother, this Hungarian grandma, like, came she, out to us. She looks like the grandma from, um, what's the Tweety Bird? Yeah, kind of. She's She's granny. She's Granny. Tweety Bird's Granny, but Hungarian. Yeah. And she's only talking in Hungarian. Oh, like she's trying to have a cool conversation with us, and we're just like, ooh. And she's pointing at things and telling us very, very firmly certain things. and We have no idea. And kind of pointing at other places. And then she's saying a name. And then, so why I'm saying... She's saying, she kept saying Heidi, but not Heidi. It was like, he ID, he ID. And we're like, no, Linda? Linda? And then she looks at us <laughs> with a totally blank blank face. Like, she doesn't even get that we're saying a name. She has no idea of Linda. Yeah, and so she takes us back out to the stairwell and kind of points and points and, and made it very clear, like, you do not go back to that where you just were. It was like her friends lived there and yeah. didn't want us rooting under their it's Like snooping mat. around on their doormat. Linda, Linda. No. But so we went up another floor. So if you're traveling in thing. Europe... The second floor is really the third floor. Right. They count it. The, the ground floor is zero, and then, the, then you go up one floor and two floors. So, I mean, I kind of get where they're coming from, but... Yeah, we just have a different way of numbering. Yeah, because anytime I've looked up things, like uh, I've been investigating some of the spas here already, and all the photospheres have ground floor zero, and then one, two. Yeah, and I kind of thought it was interesting, because when we were in Austria, they did the same thing. The guy that let us in said, oh, it's on the third floor. And then we went up one, two flights of stairs to what I thought the third floor was. And I kind of stopped. And he's like, oh, no, one more. And I just kind of played it off. I was like, oh, maybe, okay, whatever. That's cool. Yeah, he doesn't know. But no, it's a thing. It's like, no, you don't count know. the bottom floor. So anyway, we finally found out the second floor, what I would call the third floor. We found our proper flat. Got in. And it's gorgeous. It's. I think it's the most... Um modern and beautiful place that we've stayed so far. And we have we have Tom stayed in some great. really spectacular places, but I love how um, chic and sparse and minimalistic it is. Yeah, and there's two full, complete bedrooms. That's a rarity. Mm-hmm. Tall ceilings. Yeah. And, yes, uh, beautiful windows. Yep, yes. yes, very modern. So we checked in, we crashed out for a little bit, unloaded all our gear, and then... Uh, Headed out and explored a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. We just pretty much walked to get groceries. Yeah. And we mapped out what we're going to do over the next few days. And The grocery store was interesting. Yeah. Very. We had to really, like, use all of our skills to decipher what the heck we were even buying. And we found ketchup and mustard in what looks like toothpaste tubes. <laughs> so that yeah. was sweet. Yeah. And the bill was a little bit surprising at the end of our shopping. So we went shopping for, I don't know, what we think we might eat in a couple days. Just like three bags of groceries. You want to read off the grand total, Liberty? Sure. Um, so we ended up paying 11716 Hungarian Hungarian dollars. It's uh, some word that starts with an F. Okay, so it is called the Hungarian forint, 
One U.S. dollar is 286.16 Hungarian forints. Hungarian so anyway, that added up to our bill Brain hurting. being 11,700 forints, which equals like 39 bucks. Which we've been laughing about because our, our first boat, our little tiny boat that we lived on for a year as newlyweds, was about eleven thousand U.S. dollars. And it so, is craptastic fishing boat Yeah, status. and so we've been laughing and saying that uh, that our our grocery bill was as much as the boat. So that's a fun little price conversion we'll get to play with. And tomorrow we have much things planned. Lots of things planned. Yeah. We're our goal is yes. to go to a yes. a pool or yes. spa every day. Which is Merritt's dream come true. And I think we're going to call it a night. Yeah, we had a wonderful dinner. Viszontlátásra. That means goodbye in Hungarian. Whatever she just said. Goodbye and good night. Hey, it's day 11 of the amazing race. European adventure. And it just keeps getting even more and more amazing. And adventurous. And adventurous. Uh, so, we're in Budapest. Budapest. Hanging out. And this morning, Liberty and I tried to go ride bicycles, but that was a whole fiasco because, like, you have to sign up for the service and do this and that, and so we decided not to, but we sat in a little cafe. Yeah, which was an unexpected pleasurable experience yes yeah and so that's that's the thing is when you're traveling you know sometimes you get what you want sometimes you get something better it was awesome Mm -hmm. and then we got on the budapest subway we love figuring out the subways man subways are great yeah and you know in all in all transparency we actually had a, a little bit of a rocky morning after breakfast um and i think it's because we've been with each other day in and day out nonstop there hasn't been really any breaks and um as a family we handle it really well but we had a really kind of crunchy glitchy experience that um needed some tending to and i think i just want to really celebrate that we moved through that really well and um didn't let it affect our day right you know it's like sometimes when families get into arguments that can like linger for the whole rest of the day. Oh, it could have ruined the whole trip. Yeah. And I just, yeah, bravo us. We we handled it quite well. Right, because we moved on. What a day we had. After. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and I absolutely adore uh, the Hungarian subway. It is so charming and so cute. It's like going back to like 1900 and all <laughs> of the gorgeous white, pristine white subway tiles. With like the brown woodworking. Oh. Yellow. Yeah, and cute yellow accents everywhere. And, and the stations are small. Are mm-hmm. And then the, we're on the yellow line. I think they might have different colors for each line. Interesting. And so some of the pillars are like this really nice uh, green, and they even have the name of each station in tile letters. That's all like in this frame of beautiful, like calligraphy sort of curly cue. It's just 
stunning and it's so clean and they have people there that can actually help you right and help you navigate and like where are you going yes may i take your ticket and they're all like in a suit you know and compared to like prague or vienna they're very small and quaint Mm -hmm. each station is really tiny just one like one room really you want to stay there for like a teeny while split second oh yeah the tram the doors open bing and then they close But so it's cool. It feels really awesome to be able to navigate all these different cities and learn their systems. So we took the subway a few stops over, and our first stop was Heroes Square, or as they say in Hungarian, So now you know how to say Heroes Square. (laughs) (laughs) And this was a really beautiful square. It felt really, like, expansive. Um, there was a lot of open flat space and then just this giant pillar with obelisk monument. Yeah. With like this angelic uh, being on the top. And then there were all these warriors in columns around her. And at the base of that pillar were warriors on horseback. Oh, and they were huge. I mean, they were like three times the size of a regular human. I think they were like giants. The horse hooves were like. This big. Like yeah, dinner plates. Like a dinner plate. And you climbed up there. Not all the way. But part way. Yeah, she was quite daring. Yep, and then there's like a whole line, column of, I guess a row. Columns are vertical. So there's a row of all the heroes. In their own columns, though. In between yes. columns. Yes. And then on either end of those, I loved it because there were actually female heroes. And so there were like a pair of lovers, right? Because lovers can be uh, heroic in their own way. And then there was, you know, this beautiful robed goddess on a, a chariot. and a chariotress. With, yeah, with horses. And, um, and then some of them looked like knights. Some of them looked like the guy, like the pirates on the Pirates of the Caribbean that were walking under the water. Like they were sort of creepy. And some of them looked like Genghis Khan. They were very different. Yeah, and some of them looked like a Lord of the Rings-ish. Right. So, anyway, the kids and I had fun talking all about that, and you got a great photosphere there. Yep. And then we walked right through that plaza across the street, and it opened up into this lush greenery over a bridge, and this bridge was uh, the moat to the castle, and there were people, like, paddle boating in there. And the paddle boats looked like cars. Yeah, and it was just so picturesque, and the beautiful fountain, and the the turrets of the castle really iconic looking castle with Very. the with the moat with the actual castle gate mm-hmm. that looks like teeth in the mouth right and this castle is named so now you know <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah so then we walked through the castle gates which was really uh, incredible into the courtyard where there's this beautiful church and lots of flowers and a guy playing guitar. And it just felt so good. It felt so good. Really cool statues. Um, the buildings, I mean, every turret, every arch has like gigantic statues of angels and cherubs and other beings all over. And then just, just outside that little courtyard, there was the anonymous statue. There was this big, Writing figure. He was hooded and cloaked. Yeah, it's pretty creepy, looming and ominous, and, and like writing dark. on this big tablet and had a big giant pencil in his hand, like he was a scribe. And then 
embedded into, like engraved in the base of this big bronze statue was anonymous. Hmm. It was like a dedication almost maybe to like everybody that ever wrote anything anonymously. Yeah. It's the anonymous writer. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's really cool. And that connected to a big, huge green park, big open greenway. Everybody oh. was like hanging out and having picnics and lovers were reading books and families were playing Frisbee. So we had a picnic too. We like just hopped on that vibe. Yep. Merritt and I played and did some acro yoga. Mm-hmm. And then we walked. At, well, the whole time, Merritt was just like begging, like swimming, swimming, please, swimming, swimming. We got to go swimming. Like all day. Like all day. But especially there, the closer and closer we got and we... Uh, walked through this clearing and ah, there was like the most beautiful building with all these flowers, some of them wild, some of them manicured, all in the front. And there were these three big like domes. It domes. looked like a parliament building, it almost totally like a government did. building. And I was like, oh my it's God, huge. oh my God, you guys, this is it. This is it. This is like the moment I've been waiting for, for the whole amazing race. And ever since we saw this photo on the one of the clues and like, this is it. I mean, now we, Mary and I almost stepped out into traffic just trying to get a picture of how lovely this place was. It's the Thermal Baths. It's quite famous. And its name is... What was that? And so we walked in the front doors, which are just grand, into this beautiful entryway. And the ceilings are sort of um, a little bit Art Nouveau. I will I'll get right there. So the ceiling is just like Art Nouveau tile work, lovely goddesses in their flowing gowns. And then straight ahead is like the craziest sculpture. This giant Neptune sculpture fountain. He's kind of scary because he's like almost like holding a demon down under the water. Yeah, he's like pinning a demon with one hand. And he's holding a baby up by the scruff of its neck like a dog almost. Above his head. Yes. And the baby is pissing on him. The It's supposed to be a fountain. I think that the demon was supposed to be shooting water out of his mouth as well. And the whole thing was this, like, beautiful flowing fountain. But over the years, maybe it's so, just it calcified or something. And now it's just this little trickle of baby peeing all over Neptune's chest and shoulder. And he looks so mad. He's really upset about it. So we got some photos of that. And navigating this place is a little interesting. It's a yeah. little interesting. We it's got It's kind of a maze in a madhouse. Oh my gosh. We got a little bit lucky to get a nice helpful lady that directed us to the other entrance all the way around the backside. Oh, she was so fantastic. But we decided we opted for the uh, the family package because we're a family. With a cabin. Oh, with a cabin. Because it was only in US dollars, like a $2.50 upgrade. Like, do you want a cabin? Or do you want the public locker? Or do you want a locker room that then you'd have to maybe pay for a locker anyway? I don't know. So Yeah, or like, just, yeah, give us the cabin. Yeah, do the quick conversion from Florence and figure, yes, let's do and the And I cabin. was envisioning like a beautiful, uh, like, room. Yeah, like a gazebo off the pool where we had our own space to lounge in and uh, was really like excited. Like, oh my God, that's such a good deal. We get to be like in a gazebo by the pool and ooh, so we're so fancy. <laughs> For our $2 up fee. <laughs> and then you get these watches. These plastic watches. Plastic watches that have like a sensor in them. And I think that you can buy things on them. Like you can run up a tab on your watch. 
And it also, you have to scan it to get through any of the gates. And so we went to the first gate and the person was also a little gruffer, but sort of helpful. And she said, well, this one closes at seven o'clock. So if you go so in, if here, you come in here, then you, you have, have to leave at seven yeah, o'clock. Like even though you have access to the full main pool and the whole entire facility, if mm-hmm. you come in this gate, you have to leave at seven thirty. Because 7 your cabin will close. Yes. At seven. And so we were like, well, I mean, we might want to stay till 10 p.m. So we walked all the way around the building and we just followed this huge crowd of tourists. This building is so stunning. It's just the most gorgeous yellow. With white trim. With white trim. Columns. Arches. Domes. I can't get enough of it. It's a really lovely, not a canary yellow, not quite a mustard. It's a... Like our boat color yellow. Yeah, it's... A light marigold. Yes, it's a marigold. Thank you, that was the word, exact word I was looking for. It's a marigold. Oh, so beautiful. I just, like, I couldn't get enough walking around the building. I'm like, kids, kids, this is it, we're here! <laughs> and we go swimming. And we go swimming, and we go swimming. Yeah, so we get in, I took a bunch of pictures, and we get in the fr- in the, the other gate, and we are asking around, like, okay, where's our cool gazebo? (laughs) And then we got another young Hungarian lady who was far less friendly. She just, like, hated that we were alive. (laughs) Yeah, she was was mean. And the thing is, is that we each scanned our, our watch, and mine kept coming up nothing. Liberties, merits, everybody's came up nothing except for Daniel's. Daniel's was the only one that said number 26, because we didn't know wherever we go. She's like a 26. And so we go down this long hall and it turns out... It's like the size of an outhouse. It's like a small little changing closet. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we could have just... Whatever. doesn't matter. And I'm reassuring her. I'm saying, it was two bucks, Rachel. Totally good. Right. It was two bucks. And well worth it. Well worth it in the end. And funny. (laughs) And then she's trying to ask the question of, so what if we want to go back? Like, we can't open this. My... my wristwatch was the only one that opened the door to the cabin and nobody else did and so she's trying to ask the lady these questions and she's like just so pissed and revolted that we're even talking to her <laughs> <laughs> and this place is huge so we all get changed into our bathing suits and we um go all the way downstairs to get our towels and you pay extra for towels which we're already in bathing suits so now i have to go back up to get the cash and then back down to pay, which then they give you a paper receipt, which they gar- you they you make have you to have keep. to hold on to. So then I have to go back to the cabin to put the paper receipt in the cabin. And then they make you pay extra. Right. Because then you have to turn the towels in and get your money back. Because it was like 12,000. Forints. And then, but the cost was really four. And so then you would get eight back or something like that. Yes. Once you returned your towels. It was very exciting. And we then finally got out into the uh, into the pool area. I mean, it looks exactly like it's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. I can't the even movie Life of Pi. I've never seen a swimming pool anything like this. I've never been to a place like this before, and I've been to so many spas and so many pools. I mean, that's my jam. That's like what I do. And so the fact that I'm here, it was just, I'm surprised I didn't just cry all over the place. It was so fantastic. There's a huge pool on the left that has like all these different features in it. It has jets and bubbles and... 
Yeah, foot massagers and back massager jets. And it's basically like regular pool temperature, so kind of on the cooler side, but very comfortable. Like when you first get in, you're like, hmm, this is warm. But then one of the funnest features in there... Mosh pit. Mosh pit. Is what we ended up calling the mosh pit, because there's this like... Basically like a donut. So there's this circle ring That has like a... Pool. It's like a These walls, like a tiled walls. It's tiled part walls, of the pool. Part of the it's pool. Like just in the in the center of the pool. And then there's a donut inside of that. Another circle ring that you could go in. And that ring that's like a... I don't know, like, a, like a circular a trough, hallway. Yeah. Trough kind of thing. Is made so people run and swim in a circle in it. And it ends up creating like... Like, like a river, like a lazy river kind of thing. Yeah, like some of you maybe did this when you were like a little tiny kid in the bathtub or anytime you get in like a smaller like hot tub, you can like run in a circle and create the whirlpool and then you sit in it and you sort of float around. Well, there's like a hundred people yeah. doing that. And so you don't even have to, you don't even really have to run. You can just like float along and then people like are diving under and people are jumping in and people are running over <laughs> other people. I mean, it's like... Absolutely insane. That's why we called it the mosh pit. It looked like an early 90s punk rock circle pit. It was the best. <laughs> and there were so many Brits there. Yeah. Yeah, so many Brits in Budapest. Yeah, a lot of British. And we're what we're suspecting is that maybe because it's such a close plane ride and a, a fairly inexpensive place to go, it's like their Las Vegas. It's the equivalent. Yeah. So we're thinking so, a lot of people come here on holiday. Yeah, like, oh, I'm just going to pop over to Las Vegas, or I'm going to pop over to, you know, Los Angeles or something. Budapest. But I live in England, and so I'm going to go to Budapest. Yeah. That's probably the, other than Hungarian, that's probably the predominant voice and accent we heard. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We did hear some Italians and French, and uh, there were the Irish girls. They were hilarious. (laughs) And uh, a bunch of other languages. But yeah, primarily British everywhere. And, you know, we just, before we even started doing this recording, heard a big party train go by. And so we think that they, yeah, they come here to party. So the one pool has the mosh pit. It was great. And then there's another pool that's... It's it's like Olympic-sized lap pool. Yep. That you can't go in unless you have a a swim cap on. Old slow swimmers. And there's this one guy, he's the lifeguard, and his job is to blow a whistle at anybody that even tries to set foot in there without a swim cap. And then he just does a gesture. He has his gesture down. He goes like, tweet, and like points at his head and does a little cap gesture. And And then he points at the person and then waves them out of the pool. And then he watches the other pool for when people are drinking in there. Yeah, because people try to go in with their beers, and then he tweet at them and tell them to get out. Just stay at the side. They're allowed to stay at the side of the pool, but not go in. So he just he does the same gesture. He just right. waves them to the side. <laughs> tweet. And uh, and then there's a third pool, which is also huge. I mean, all of these pools are like Olympic-sized pools. Also. No, it's no, not it's that great. one. That's I love it. That was hot. Burning. It it's like the tub. it's like the most gigantic hot tub we've ever been in. Yeah, it's like swimming in a hot tub. And this one had like a really strong waterfall underneath, like this beautiful Romanesque statue. And um, I mean, it was so strong that it would like if you even got under it, it would like pelt you and push you way far away, like shoot you out. <laughs> but yeah, it was wonderful. You could just sit on the stairs and be in the hot tub. I mean, there were. Hundreds of people in this giant hot tub. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And the water is pristine and very clean. Very clean. 
The whole thing feels really clean in there. It does. And then we went into this whole other, the indoor segment, which that in and of itself is a massive facility. It's huge. It's amazing. We walked from one end to another, and there's got to be about 50 pools. All All different temperatures. So you could be tucked off in a corner that's like a smaller hot tub and have your own little pool party. Or you could be in the old lady water aerobics class. (laughs) Or you could be in like the all 20-something international traveler loud talking Dudes. flirt pool. Right. Oh, yeah. You could be in the hookup pool. Or you could be in like the dude pool where they're... What were they doing when you guys they came like, up? They were like boxing and like pushing each other in. And running in a circle. Running in a circle and yelling. It was like they were playing rugby in this pool. Just It's like then the Then when we pool. came back to it. Then yeah. it was like the GoPro butt cam pool. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, everybody had GoPros, too. They were doing funny things with them. And then not only that, it also had this whole giant, it's like rooms and rooms and rooms and hallways and more hallways and like steam rooms and saunas and showers. And huge pools. I mean, we went in three steam rooms just, and there were many, many more that we didn't go in, but we tested out three steam rooms because one was like an herbal one and one was a whatever and then we went in an infrared steam room one that smelled one smelled like yeasty bread oh yeah that was so weird and then we went in one we went in two dry saunas Uh uh-huh um and then all these pools that we're talking about are all varying in temperature so some of them are like ice cold they actually have places that shoot out ice for you to rub on yourself and some of them are really really hot and some of them are the natural thermal water, so the water's kind of, like, murky. And... I didn't ever get into one that was, like, super scalding hot. I never even saw one. No. There was one. It was absolutely packed with people, so I didn't even bother. Yeah. Some of them, yeah, were, like, mm, like rubbing elbows with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was wild. It seemed like it was never going to end. It was just... So many more things tucked away in corners. Showers, and, bathrooms, yeah. more and more and more locker rooms. You mean water closets? Water closets, the WC. The, what? That's French for WC. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, wow. I mean, I think it probably took us like two hours just to get through that maze. The building part. Oh, inside. Yeah, and we yeah. didn't even stay long in any of the pools or, or steam rooms. I mean, we were maybe like five minutes in each place or less. Yeah, it but, was but incredible. we had to watch the old lady aerobics class. Yeah, that was great. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went back out, of course, to play in the pool more, and all of a sudden Merritt met a friend. Yeah. Where was your friend from? Um, the first one I met was from like... She was from the U.S. though? Yeah. Oh, good. And what was her name? The first Maya. Maya. And she was eight. Yeah. Yeah. So we started playing, and then we walked over, and we saw these other people. They were kids, too. And then we made up this plan to, like, bump into them and say it was, like, on purpose and be, like, all like, oh, sorry, and... Then we did it, and then we became friends with the other Maya. But then Where there was, was that something from, about that Maya. Well, we met her at the roller coaster restaurant. She was right Did next you know to that us. before you bumped into her? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is a juicy part of the story. Mm. You already saw. You already connected the dots. So huh? she's yeah. So she's checking out this other this other girl. 
and thinking, I know you, I know you from somewhere. And then you devise this plan to bump into her and say, hey. Yeah. And then at what point did you say, were you at the restaurant? The the when we bumped into each other. Oh. So then it turned out that these people, this family was sitting right next to us at the roller coaster restaurant in Vienna. Yeah. Of all places. And here we are in Budapest, like almost a, feels like almost a week later. Yeah. And they were in the same place. And her name's Maya, and she's nine years old. So now Merit's hanging out with two Mayas, one of which she already knew from the roller coaster restaurant. Who happens to be from Dubai. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. It's a small world. Very small. Mm-hmm. And so then we just did the back and forth, you know? Yeah. We ate snacks. We did the whole... The whole... Pool rotation. experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, hot and cold and hot and cold and eat a snack and, and hot cold. and cold and hot and cold and eat a snack and, and run cold. around in the mosh pit and go in the cold and sit in the bubbles and giggle. And do... Yeah. I mean, it was a full pool day. That's how I spent my childhood, was living in the pool. And so um, a lot of it felt really nostalgic. And then I just couldn't get enough of the beauty of the, the place we were in. It was really beautiful. Everybody had a great time. Mm-hmm. We feel these weary travelers feel nourished and refreshed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then tired. We, we caught the subway back. and Got some ice cream. Got some ice cream because... Apparently they have a huge vegan selection of ice cream here in, in this city as well. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. And we cooked, we went shopping, we cooked and ate some delicious dinner. And then I gave Liberty a massage and now Miss Merritt is begging for one herself. We were also talking about our love languages. Oh, yes. That we did a have big, a family meeting about yeah, that. Yeah, we had a big family meeting about it and it's, a, it's an ongoing conversation because we want to make sure that everybody's needs are getting met. And that everybody understands their own needs. Yeah. And how they like to best receive love and how they, yeah, like how do they like to be loved? How do they love to be loved? And how do they love to share their love? So one of my ways we decided was that I like to be physical. I like physical touch and I show my love by giving massages, which is great because merit needs a lot of physical touch to feel loved. All the snuggles and kisses. So so let's get that in. Yeah. And we have a huge day left tomorrow. We have... Um, pr- tomorrow's probably going to be our busiest day. I think we're going to try to check almost everything off the list tomorrow. So that Friday can be more leisurely and Daniel can get his tattoo. Woo-hoo. So it's time for bed. Much love. Bye-bye. Wow. So there it was. Part three of the Amazing Race European Adventure. It's so much fun to be able to share this with you all. And you get a little window into our family. And it's uh, just so much fun. It's such a pleasure. Yeah. So we have one more episode for you. Tune back in for the conclusion. Yeah. You don't want to miss how this all wraps up. Make sure to go to the very end. Episode four. Check that out. We love you. <laughs>